and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Um, It's my honor and privilege to be interviewing my friend and medical colleague, Dr. Laura Hockman, today. Dr. Hockman is a family medicine physician and advocate for fellow physicians' well-being amidst rising burnout and dissatisfaction. Her own experiences led her to discover the ways physicians lost autonomy and how to reclaim their focus on helping patients. She's the founder of Happy Day Health, a boutique physician matchmaking agency to match doctors with well-run physician-owned private practices where they can avoid burnout and enjoy practicing medicine again. What an incredible mission, and I think it's fair to say Dr. Hockman is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Hockman. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show's audience. Thank you for having me today. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Um, so let's let's just start with, uh, in your own words, uh, telling the audience a bit more about yourself, including what your current work roles are and what leadership positions you currently hold or have held in the past, please. Sure. I'm a family medicine physician and I'm still practicing as a locum tenens. I started my company and that's what I do most of my time um, is helping match physicians with physician-owned private practices. The positions I've held in the past, so I was in a practice which was very similar to the direct primary care model but but within a larger company and I was the lead physician for my practice and or that site and as time went on I moved up to be the lead physician for Texas for the state of Texas wow. and um, that's that was such a wild ride I absolutely loved it I loved the people I got to work with as a leader I learned so much about myself and about leadership and about all the cool people that I got to work with. And um, yeah, and right now I'm, I'm working on this company. I, I feel like I can have a great impact on each physician that I place because I'm taking them from a place of burnout to uh, a practice that will really value their autonomy, value them as a physician and as a human being. And so, um, you know, with that impact that I can have on each physician, I also believe I can really have an impact on the way medicine is practiced as a whole in this country. Sounds like you absolutely could. That's a, a fantastic vision and a really noble cause. So uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, can we just move on to uh, ask you a little bit about your personal leadership style? How's yeah, that? so my leadership style, and I think this is something that's always evolving. Um, I My favorite thing as a leader is to really develop my people. So um as a leader, there were certain people that I was so lucky to work with that really leaned into that. And we did some coaching and I got to really develop them as leaders in their own right or help them to achieve what they were interested in. Um, what I like to do as a physician is really be there, be present, be available for the people that I get to work with, the people that I supervise and um, support them on what's important to them. Yeah. 
Fantastic. So it sounds like you really, you know, kind of cared about your team's professional um, development um, yeah. and you kind of put their needs first and uh, a sort of very caring, compassionate servant leadership style. Um, thank you for that. Um, so can you can you tell us about your journey to leadership? So from when you were a uh, qualified family physician to the lead physician roles that you got, please. Sure. So I started out, you know, I left residency as wanting to be with my kids. Um, I just wanted to go to work, see patients, come home. And and I really enjoyed that, actually. Um, the practice that I joined, um, I got a call one evening from my boss and he said, hey, do you want to be the lead physician for the practice? And so I, said, I don't know. What does it mean? And he's, he said to me, more, more responsibility, no more pay. I was like, okay, <laughs> standard. <laughs> That's it. Okay, but what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. He'll figure it out. <laughs> so I figured it out, and and it really was fun because I got to figure it out with some great people. I was working alongside a nurse who had leadership experience, and she was very instrumental in helping me figure that out. Uh, there was one evening where we were sitting together at dinner. And I said to her, gosh, I, you know, I really wish we had a policy in our practice where, you know, it's a refill policy that I explained to her. And she said to me, you're the lead physician. You can make that policy. And that one conversation was, <laughs> was so pivotal because I realized, wait a minute, I can make the decision. <laughs> and I did. And it was wonderful. And so, you know, along with her, uh, I really was able to develop a comfort in leadership and in making the, setting the policies of the practice. And the practice thrived. I mean, we had the highest patient satisfaction scores in the entire company. We had the highest um, employee engagement scores. We did awesome. Um, so, you know, I would credit my leadership development a lot to this one nurse who helped me see that I can make these decisions. And, um, and, you know, just kind of went from there, the, from there, uh, the, when I was offered the Texas lead physician role, which was a lot more hours, um, than I wanted to do. It wasn't necessarily that I ever had this dying interest to climb the corporate ladder. It was just, gosh, that sounds really cool. And this is a way that I can impact people. And, yeah, this sounds like really great. Um, I love people. I love the my relationships are the most important thing in the whole world to me. And this was a way that I could help to develop people who I really liked and have an impact. And I know what needed to be done. So I said uh, I tried to do that. So yeah, yeah. so you, yeah, you uh, grabbed it with both hands that that opportunity. Um, and I'm just interested, um, how how long had you been working as the lead physician before your um, nurse colleague said to you, uh, well, actually, yeah, you're, you're the boss. Mm -hmm. You can <laughs> you can make decisions. <laughs> that that was probably maybe a couple of months. Maybe right. Maybe OK. Months. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. And then that was it. You just owned it and you, you felt empowered. And yeah, it quite I, I mean, it was. I think you never stop learning. Um, and it was, I was very fortunate that the clinic was such a smooth running practice before I started being the lead physician. It was a brand new mm. practice when I joined. So, so we were just a very close team and, 
it was it was seamless it was really yeah. easy yeah it's really lovely to hear that uh you know you were in, inspired by your nurse colleague as well um you don't hear that from doctors very often so that's a really um a really nice thing to hear um and so um over the over the years um apart from this fantastic nurse colleague you've mentioned um were there any uh, any medical colleagues who were senior to you um female or male that that helped you along the way with your leadership journey yeah all along the way there've been people that have helped me in medical school residency attending life they've actually mostly been male mm-hmm. um they I felt like these are the people who saw in me things that I didn't see or mm. they believed in me when I didn't believe in me. Mm. And, um, you know, in, in residency in, well, in medical school, it was a little bit of both. I had, I did some research with a, an attending, um, and she, it's, it, this one was a female. She was absolutely wonderful. And yeah. she had me write a paper and, um, there was no competition. This was my attending yeah. and she put me as first author. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was wonderful. She had me present at an international conference. Mm. Um, and then there were some uh, male attendings. So I almost went into ear, nose and throat. So these were all ear, nose mm-hmm. and throat physicians. Yeah. And, you know, they believed in me, which was wonderful. And then in residency, all of my attendings were wonderful. There was one in particular who he interviewed me actually. And even in the interview, he made it very clear how much he believed in me. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to do a second look and he was there to cheer me on during residency. He knew what I was interested in. He knew that I liked procedures and he always sought me out for procedures. And just knowing that someone believed in me, which was so huge. Um, There was another physician who a few years later I went for his, I flew back into Colorado for his retirement party. Mm. And I was telling him, you know, I'm really burned out. I'm thinking about leaving medicine. And, you know, a few days later, he emailed me and said, you can't leave medicine. And this is why. And he just laid out all the great things about (laughs) me. Then I was like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. And it it was really heartwarming. And, and I'm really glad he did that. Um, And then as an attending, it was my supervisors and my bosses who were, um, the older males who once again, I'm, I'm so grateful to them for helping me achieve that, those leadership positions where I was able to develop as a person and as a leader and as a worker, a worker bee. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's, um, that sounds truly, truly wonderful. Um, it sounds like you've been on the receiving end of and, and seen and witnessed some really fantastic leadership over the years which is it's so heartwarming to to hear that um and things like you know that um attending uh, um who put you as first author and uh you know she encouraged you to present at an international conference and so it's, it's just the way it should be isn't it really you know um she didn't need another paper where she, she was first author yeah she's already she's already made it right um exactly. it's time to help um you know, lift, lift up others, isn't it really? Um, and, and I can see that those positive influences have, have impacted and rubbed off on you, uh, and the way that you have led your, your colleagues over the years. So, um, yeah, very, very, uh, very nice to hear all this. So, um, well, I don't, I don't want to, you know, put a downer on that, uh, fantastic <laughs> bit of, bit of the conversation, but, uh, 
did did you experience any challenges on your journey and um and if so how did you cope, cope with them and move past them yeah there've been quite a few challenges um i think in my leadership positions um probably the biggest challenge was when i was working my butt off after hours and um long long hours for people who don't necessarily see what I'm doing. And there are things that are out of my control that I wasn't able to affect no matter how much I tried. And being on the receiving end of those complaints about things that I couldn't do anything about was really, really tough. Um, because, you know, I was still a part of a system that, that ultimately had the final say. Mm. And then in in starting Happy Day Health, <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there are so many challenges. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, <laughs> a lot of people think of me similarly to a recruiter. And mm. a big part of why I went into this is because of how much I hated recruiters. I, and and I, I carry that feeling with me. So mm. when, I, when I speak with physicians or try to speak with physicians who don't necessarily understand who I am or or what I'm about, or the impact that I'm trying to make. I think a lot of, you know, I, I understand what they're feeling. I've, since starting this company, actually learned that recruiters get into recruiting because they want to help people. So um, it's it's changed the way I see recruiters, which has been absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I 100% understand what physicians are thinking when, you know, when they say all these things that... Yeah. I've felt myself too. So I, I get that. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of challenges. I mean, all the challenges that the private practices are having in hiring, it's, it is a challenge to find physicians. Um, the hospital systems are offering the big shiny salaries and the, you know, six weeks of PTO or whatever crazy thing that the private practices can't necessarily offer. Um, mm -hmm. And then once they join those hospital systems, they then have this ridiculous non-compete. So if they want to get out of the system, they're kind of stuck. Um, and that makes it challenging for the physicians. It makes it challenging for the private practices. And it makes it challenging for people like me who are trying to help those doctors get out of those abusive situations and into mm -hmm. private practices where they can practice with autonomy. Um, I, th I don't think physicians realize how important autonomy is until they've lost it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's very true. Very, very true. Um, yes, yeah, ch uh, challenges um, as a result of being sort of seen as a, a recruiter, um, and and you're in that unique position that you can uh, see it from both sides, which no other physician that I know um, has been in that position. So, well, I mean, you are you are you are kind of uh, a, a standalone really in this industry aren't you i suppose so um you, you're the only one um who has that um perspective um but how how lovely for you to be able to reframe your own sort of prejudices in in a way and uh you know come to a a different understanding and conclusion of what really are very much maligned and misunderstood profession aren't they recruiters by, by the sounds of it um <laughs> they, they, they are essential and they they do want to help so um yeah thank you thank you for sharing that um so um in addition to that excellent advice uh, around negotiating your way through those workplace challenges that you mentioned do you have any other advice for our listeners on how to become a strong and kind leader 
Yeah, I think it all comes to listening and communicating. You really want to listen to your people um, and and be a good communicator. I, I think that's probably my biggest challenge is in being able to communicate what I'm thinking and what I'm doing for people or, you know, and just communicate that I'm listening and that I hear them. Um, yeah. But I would say absolutely people want to be heard um, and and people want to be understood. And to be a good leader, you really want to listen to their ideas. And if you can act on them and if you can't, at least let them know why you can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was talking about this recently with a, a colleague about, yeah, the need that we have to feel heard and feel part of a team and um otherwise you just feel like you're invisible and, and what's the point in getting to work and um work's such a big part of our life isn't it so that's that's great great advice thank you thank you so much for that um so what would be your your take-home leadership messages for our listeners then take-home messages it's super fun if you're Thinking about getting into leadership, it's a it's a great experience. You'll learn a lot about it. Don't ever stop learning. Don't ever stop developing yourself as a leader and as a human being because it just goes a long, long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. Um, yeah, self leadership and 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 self development. Yeah, very much hand in hand with leadership. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's uh, excellent. So. Um, so what are you currently excited to be working on that you'd like to share with our leaders, uh, listeners then? Right now, I'm working on a bunch of different private practice positions, um, mostly in pediatrics, family medicine, and internal medicine. Mm -hmm. And it has been so much fun. The, the practice owners have inspired me. They have... They have restored my hope in the future of medicine. I've been <laughs> working with direct primary care practices who are innovating and changing the way we practice mm -hmm. and working with a practice that takes mostly underserved Medicaid patients and is able to use the private practice model um, to really have an impact. And she innovates in how she's able to do that. Um, I would say all of the practices that I've worked with have been so wonderful in how they negotiate and how they value their physicians and in how they treat their physicians. It's so heartwarming and wonderful to see physicians staying in practice for many, many, many years and not job hopping because they're happy. Mm. Um, so I'm excited for the physicians that find their way to these practices. They're going to be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so nice to, to be hearing that, um, especially at this current time, you know, um, coming out of the other other end of the pandemic you know the great resignation has has occurred or is occurring um so much um disillusionment out there and, and and dissatisfaction and you know doctors leaving the profession left right and center so how 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 wonderful to to hear that you're working with some great practices that really value their physicians who are all extremely happy working there and that you are playing a pivotal role in in bringing physicians into those kind of that that happy throng um so that they can thrive in their in their working lives too that's that's excellent thank you um so if any of our listeners would like to reach out to you what's the best way for them to do so 
You can reach out to me through my website, which is www.happydayhealth.co. That's not.com. You're welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn. My name there is Laura Hockman, MD. And um, in the show notes, I believe you'll put, you're welcome to reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. TikTok, I'm on them all. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. We'll put all those links in the show notes. So of course. So, well, um, is there anything else you'd like to say before, before we close the, the episode? No, I, I thank you for the work you're doing. It's absolutely wonderful. And thank you for having me on the show. Well, no, thank you so much. It's been a, it's been a wonderful episode. Um, thank you for coming on the show and for sharing all your experience and your, your fantastic advice. I'm, I'm really grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach, so please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website, www.dradamharrison.com. That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now, on Alternate Wednesdays, for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders.